The award of the week for the toughest player. I feel like a hundred bucks, not a million bucks. And the hotel was a stop off when people were taking prisoners from Air to Dumfries. Seriously. To be hung. Classic sheep poop on the hands. Caitlin, don't tell anyone, but I feel fucking good. So here we are with the sound of bagpipes in the background. We are sitting in the grass with the Edinburgh Castle in the background, drinking tea and eating scones with clotted cream. We have made it to Scotland. Welcome to Scotland. We have made it to our final destination and oh, what a trip it was. We are here today to talk about day three and four of riding, which were our two days of riding in Scotland. We will share some snippets that we gathered along the way and towards the end of the episode, do a full recap of the adventure. So sit back, relax, and we hope that this episode will make you dream of your next adventure. But first, good morning. People, how are you feeling? It's been... uh, Four days of riding. We've ridden, what, I mean, maybe five, six, yeah, a little over 500 kilometers, maybe almost 30 30 hours of riding. How do you all feel this morning? I feel better than I thought I would. Um, Yeah, a little tired, a little achy last night, but actually walking around this morning, not too bad. Good. The stairs to the breakfast were a little bit rough this morning. (laughs) I'm kind of glad we're also. I feel accomplished. I'm glad we're we're done for this this period of the trip. Um, but yeah, great, great overall. Good yeah. times. I feel pretty good. We had a good night of sleep, and we. I I thought last night we got to go get a car at the airport, and it's just a little bit of a logistic thing, situation today. And I first we were gonna ride, and then yesterday when we got here at night, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not riding. I'm just." gonna take the cab or take the train and this morning i woke up i was like you know what let's just ride to the airport so i guess feeling good yeah that's just how i feel it's interesting i want to get back to something Franz said because i think there's something interesting about bikepacking about where or, or any kind of adventures like that where yes we're happy it's we're happy that we made it to the end because it's a good sense of accomplishment and we can look back to all these memories. But also I caught myself a few times during the trip thinking, Oh God, I love this so much. I don't want it to end, you know, or like, I remember when we were riding through the Pentland Hills last night, I was like, Oh, there's like 20 K like got to enjoy it after that. Like we go back to normal life. Cause it seems to me like it's a little glimpse off of normal life. And time goes by so quickly, like, it, it, it was just four days, you know? Like, we're in, it's not even a full week, but so many things happened that it seems like it was so long ago that we left Dublin. Um, so, yeah, I just think it, it's it's interesting. An interesting kind of, is it dichotomy the or paradox? Would that be a word? No? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, enough about me rambling. I thought it'd be fun to go back to the actual days of riding. So just to give a little background, we started day three from Belfast. We woke up really early in the morning. Took We rode in the dark, in the rain to get to the ferry. 
got on the ferry, and then we started the day in Scotland. Uh, if I remember well, I mean, let's start with this. Day three, so the first day in Scotland, might have been my favorite ride ever. Uh, Dave, let's start with you. What do you? What stands out for you about day three, um, the day in Scotland? For me, we. Um, I mean, I, I think we, when we all woke up that morning and it was pissing rain outside at 5 a.m. and we had to ride in our casual clothes to the ferry. I think we all started like dreading the day a bit, you know, being like, shit, we're gonna be wet all day long, and it was gonna be like we were splashed by cars, you know, on our way to the ferry, and so it's not. I, I was not looking. I, I, I didn't think it would be something special. I was like, oh, we'll just ride to the ferry. Then I've taken ferries before. And usually when you get off the ferry, it's like a highway for the longest time. And the riding is not that great. And so I wasn't that excited. But then we got off the ferry and we had like maybe three, four kilometers, two miles on the main drag. And then we popped into this little trail slash road. And we stayed on that road for... I want to say hour and a half, two hours. And that to me was my favorite moment of the day because it was so peaceful. It was super quiet. We, I don't think we encountered a car, one car maybe at the end. And it was just really nice, quiet. It was the exact, and the sun came out and it was nice and warm and we had a tailwind. It was exactly the opposite. Like I was imagining myself riding like, all day, like, you know, excited to stop and get warm and turns out, it was just super nice and comfortable and so that was my highlight of the day yeah well i just had a very different like experience and perspective on that day because i actually got really excited when we were riding to the ferry like in the dark in the rain um because it reminded me of like when i kind of first got really into biking when we were living in san francisco and i used to wake up at like 4 30 in the morning and ride in the dark to go meet up with friends and do rides like through the city and it really reminded me of that so for some reason I got really excited and I, it hadn't hit me that I was tired yet yeah <laughs> but then after the ferry like I started getting really tired um, for for the next bit but it didn't matter because it was so pretty and as Dave said like the roads were so nice yeah um, it's interesting to for me, I, as much as I say, like, it was, I think, my favorite day on a bike ever, when I was mapping the route, I wasn't, I didn't think it would be that cool. I mean, the first part, you know, when you, like, you map roads, you don't know what they look like. And this, that tiny road that we're talking about that we rode on for two and a half hours, we, I thought it might have been a big road. So I thought, well, the first two and a half hours are going to be kind of shit. And then it turns out it was super pretty. Um, I think that's at the moment where we, after that, we stopped for a little lunch. We stopped for really nice uh, soup, like a little coffee shop. And then we hit the road again. And that's where the trail started. So we hit the Galloway Forest Park, which I thought was, I mean, I just couldn't get enough. I couldn't stop. If I didn't take my phone or camera out for a photo, 200 times I don't think I took it once you know <laughs> I just like it was we were immersed in the mountains and I think that's one of the things that I really love and we experienced again on their day four we'll get there but you know if you're in a car and you're taking a road trip you're gonna see the mountains from afar and they look 
incredibly pretty. And you can see, you know, yeah, you can see kind of what they look like. But when you actually ride in it and climb in it, then you experience the mountain. You see it from close. You see it from a different perspective, and you live it a little bit more. And to me, like that's the best. Purple is not purple paint. You know, it's one billion tiny five millimeter purple flowers. Yeah, it's not just like this big purple thing. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, I just I just really really enjoyed that, Franzi. What was your highlight? I really enjoyed how we rode through all these different um, microclimates and yeah. vegetations. So we started out at the coast, and it felt like a like a, a coastal town. Right, we rode along those those roads, and then within 15 minutes, we ran into this first random castle on this tiny road that we saw. Right, we had all yes, you're right, you're bridges. right. That was a beautiful castle. That was a, such a good kickoff, you know. Yeah. And then we had all these pastures and a ton of sheep, a ton of cows. Then going into the mountains, and there were these uh, these uh, wooded sections, but then also just like these overgrowth, ferny kind of places. Yeah. Uh, then a little bit more bare on the on the top of the mountain. So we just saw a ton of differences in in landscape, which I thought was super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was day two. Uh, we I ended think, up. Well, I go think, ahead. Yeah, I think for just for people to understand, I think what we were riding is basically the equivalent of. Um, If you're in the U.S., it would be like BLM land roads, you know. But from from what I know, or national park in Canada, or not even national park, because national park are pretty organized. And there's buildings and stuff, so more like BLM, and and it would be ZEC in Canada. Um, so the more like kind of out there, like fishing and hunting areas. But at least for us in Canada to get out there, like we live an hour away from the city, and we got to drive another three hours to get to one of those. But here they're just there, you know, by major town, by the port, by just by the highway. Like literally by the highway is seems like protected BLM land. So that's what we were riding, from my understanding, because there was these like little forest signs. There's logging going on, and yeah, and that so. makes it. I mean, Caitlin pointed it out yesterday. Like it makes it even more remote and even more wild because there are there aren't like a thousand signs everywhere saying no, be careful nothing. or they're in danger or like the name of the trail is just nothing so that makes it even more special you feel like you're really adventuring and you're like well i don't know if this road brings us all the way to the end but i guess we'll go ahead and see um and i, I think that's fun and i mean I, i for me another highlight of day three was so we had a mission on day three the there was We were sleeping in the town of New Galloway. We had a hotel there, but I mean, I'm saying the town of New Galloway. It's, a, it's, it's actually an intersection. It's, it's an a wee village. It's small, <laughs> and the lady uh, who owns the hotel, and you'll hear from her in the snippets. She messaged us saying, like, there's no restaurant, so you have to go to the country store that is next door. I looked up, and the country store was closing at 6 p.m. Yet we were arriving on a ferry at 10 a.m. So we had like, I mean. Eight hours, which is a good amount of time to ride like the 115Ks we had. But also, I mean, a lot of it, like we're riding with 50 pounds bike and a lot of it is really off roads, like pretty treacherous riding. So it was kind of a, I mean, we had to make it for that. And turns out we did. We arrived at 5.30. We went into this community store, which had all these really local pro produ products, produce products there so we had a picnic so we got some cheese and bread and and all these really cool products and had a fun picnic and to me that was really cool it was just like a special moment and it's the day that we went to the distillery too yep. 
Did you think that the last? Uh, did you think the last road was cool too? Because we were riding in the. It, we had like a tailwind. It was a false flat downhill. The, the last 15, 20k into town, and there was nothing. Like we were riding, there was no cars, no roads, no intersection, and then all of a sudden we came down. Maybe like, you know, true, yeah. half a mile, like a pretty much steeper, and there, boom, there was. We got. We arrived right at the intersection of the grocery store, the hotel. That was New Galloway. It's kind of like I, to me, it finished pretty quickly. Like I was like, oh, oh, we're here. Caitlin had her second wind or the final wind of the day, mm. and just kind of started pedaling at oh, yeah. I don't know, four hundred watts, watts. Yeah. <laughs> and just cruised away from everybody, making sure that she for sure gets some dinner. <laughs> I, I also thought it was funny when we went to the grocery store and. There's these four hungry cyclists coming in, and whatever you see that looks good goes into the cart. Yep. So we had three bags of chips and ice cream, and you know, <laughs> everything, everything uh, I would say, but the the essentials at first. So um, yeah, that was, that was also pretty pretty funny to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so thank you. Day three was day three was great, and that brings us to some snippets from day three. So we're at the ferry. We're leaving to go to, um, I mean, from Belfast. And can I? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I mean, what are what are your names? Mine's just Gareth. Yeah. Darren. Well, nice to meet you. So, did the Titanic start from here? Titanic, just about a mile and a half as a crow flies straight over there. Wow. Yeah. And is it a pride for the town that they built this ship? Yeah. Sunk, yes, yeah, it was mean, wonderful. <laughs> well, that's not because yeah, it, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have to say, yeah, it's, it's iconic in it, so yeah. It is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool, thank you. Anything else I should, we should know about Belfast that is interesting? Did you, did you get an Ulster Fry? No. What you do? You, you, you might as well. I missed that, so I need to come back. Yeah, get one on the boat. Okay. Yeah, get one on the boat. Right? So, oyster, oyster fry? Oh, Ulster. No, Ulster oh. fry. Get oyster fry. It'll be horrible. Okay, I need to go. Thank you. I already love Scotland. Five kilometers into the ride, so five kilometers off the ferry. We're already in a tiny road, so love it. Today's ride will take us through locks. We have sheep's running on my right. We're see castles and in the Galloway Forest Park. Um, hit some trails see some wilderness and our first body. More on that later. We have a fun fact from Caitlin. We're riding through the Scottish hills and looking at some cows. I think the proper name is Oreo cows, but some people also <laughs> some people also call them belted Galloways. And we're headed to New Galloway. So the hypothesis is that they come from here. But we'll have, we don't have a fact checker on this podcast, so make your own check. Haggis. 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 I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was pronounced haggis, but it's haggis. There's a little uh, triangle of it in my plate. I ate a tiny little bit. I'm not sure I'm a fan. I do love blood sausage, but I have to take another bite. What do you think, Franz? I really like it. It's like, uh, yeah, like blood sausage, a little, little more chewy, mm -hmm. at least this version. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like it too. So later will come a description of what exactly is in it, but 
tastes like blood sausage with some um, still cut oatmeal in it. Uh, still cut oats in it, which adds some chewiness. I like it. Yeah. Caitlin's face says she's not sure. <laughs> Would you like the opinion of someone who grew up vegetarian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I eat meat now and I enjoy it, but for me, it's like a little bit far in the direction of meat. <laughs> so, a little intense for me. That's okay. All right. So we, oh, you're the distiller. Oh my God. Okay. So we decided to come to distiller, distillery uh, because we have to in Scotland. And so we met Tom, who is the distiller, how do you say? Distiller. Distiller of the crafty distillery. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about this place? About what, what's special about crafty? So here at Crafty, we were founded about six years ago. And I guess one of the things that really sets us apart is our attention to detail and to craft. Uh, for us, that starts right at the very beginning. We make our own spirit. We're one of only about five or six distilleries in Scotland that do that. We take local wheat, we mill it, we mash it, we ferment it, we make beer, and then we distill that twice all the way up to 96%, which wow. is vodka. As I say, very few people do this. It takes about 12 days, whereas everyone else is just buying in what's called neutral spirit. All the alcohol you need, but none of the flavor, none of the character, and that really does come through in our final products. Mm-hmm. We then redistill that vodka with 11 botanicals, two of them that we hand forage for locally to make our award-winning Hills and Harbour. And finally, we take a bit of both of those, add a wheelbarrow, a load of fruit, and we make what is the world's first distilled cocktail, a fruit gin. Wow. So there's, there's gin here, there's vodka, but you, you also have whiskey. And it, so which one is the alcohol of Scotland? Like I, from, as a tourist, we hear like all about Scottish whiskey, but it looks like there's also a lot of other great things. So Scotland has a lot to offer, particularly this part of Scotland. It's massively underappreciated. But certainly when people think Scotland, they think Scotch whiskey, they think single malt. That's the kind of pinnacle of Scottish uh, drinks production. However, Scotland has very strict regulations on its whiskey. It's a big kind of global phenomenon. It's very protected. And as part of that, you have to mature whiskey for three years in oak barrels, which means for the first three years, you can't sell any whiskey. So a lot of whiskey distilleries will make gin for the first three years because even though we take two weeks, that's... 14 times longer than the average distillery, but it's still a lot quicker than three years. Yeah. Oh my God, that's super interesting. Okay, and then one more question, because we're coming from Ireland, that's where we came from on our trip, and they hope, oh my God, I'm going to buy it, I'm sorry. Um, they also, I'm really sorry. Wait, was this, oh, I think, I think I messed it up, I think this is the way, okay. Um, they had whiskey also in Ireland. What is the difference between Irish whiskey and Scottish whiskey? And is there a difference even? So as I mentioned, Scotch whiskey is very controlled. Oh, you yes, can only use certain ingredients. There's only certain production methods. You have to use copper stills, for example. It has to be aged for three years. Irish whiskey doesn't have those regulations. Ah. But commonly, traditionally, Irish whiskey is triple distilled, which means there's an extra distillation after, whereas Scotch whiskey is double distilled. Irish whiskey lovers will tell you that makes it smoother. There are lots of other factors going on, but that would be maybe the key difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we're going to try something. You, would you say this is what we should get for trying a lot? Which I would actually know about them other than that they I mean, are my absolute favourite. Yeah, they're your favourite. So are they yeah. local? Is yeah. oat cakes something that it's typically Scottish? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oats were traditionally the crop that was grown here because okay. of the damp climate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And the bakery is just in Casa Douglas, so just 15 miles away. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so that's as close to home as you get, really, okay. I guess. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you could have local Okay, and local cheese. That would be perfect. Thank you. I appreciate local it. Local beer as well. Local beer as well. 
So we just arrived at the Crosskeys Hotel in New Galloway, and what a lovely place. We've been welcomed by a, a lovely lady. What is your name? Susan. Susan. Well, nice to meet you, Susan. Thank you. Um, can I ask you about New Galloway? What is, uh, is it, I mean, it's a, it looks like a small town. Is it popular with tourists? Like what? It's very popular if you like cycling, walking, fishing, shooting, golf, okay. um, and if you don't mind getting wet. Okay. Very popular in that area. Okay. But it's, it's a lovely village. It's only got 380 people live wow. here. And it's, um, it's a very old village. It's a, a royal borough. It's the smallest royal borough in Scotland. Okay. Um, and it was set up here to be the halfway distance between air assizes and Dumfries assizes. Ah. And the hotel was a stop-off when oh. people were taking prisoners from air to Dumfries. Seriously. To be hung. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god yeah, yeah. that's a great story it well, was, <laughs> yes yes and then they used to eat the prisoners were fed the meal in in the snug over there which i'll show you later if you want okay um and then taken off to be hung dumfries oh my god Can so you imagine there you go the mindset i know, I know cause it's a, a 300 year old coaching in and we were okay. the halfway stop okay so Wow, so that, so that was 300 years ago that this was happening. Well, 300, 200, and probably about, about 150 years ago it stopped. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good thing. I'm, I'm happy that this is not going to be our last meal before oh, being yeah, here. So am I. So am I. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. <laughs> so what did he say? Oh, I took a shit ton of pictures. <laughs> a seven. <laughs> <laughs> She took like 400. Oh my god, I look so tired. That's good. So, what did he say about this gin? Hills and Arbor gin. This is from with herbs. (laughs) Herbs from their area. Oh, it smells really nice. Like uh, the pictures that you show, like the takeouts, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Behind the scenes. Brings us to day four, where let's call it the adventure day. Again, for me, like, I had no clue what to expect. I thought, again, that it might be a little boring. I thought there was a lot of road. Turns out it was an adventure. Um, let's, start with, let's start with Franz. What, do you, what comes to mind when you think about day four? Grand finale. Like, yeah. It was the, the, the longest ride. It was the longest ride I've ever done, I think. Um, we've been three days in the saddle before, so your body is definitely a little bit empty a little bit shaken up but um i think it started super well we had a good breakfast we we got rolling we kind of eased into it and then i honestly thought it just kept delivering you know it was also uh all these exciting little things after we got the first first 30 miles maybe out of the way they were a little flatter and and rolly there was a lot of different climbs a lot of different off-road sections uh a lot of just adventure type uh, like sheep and cow paths that we had to cross and then climb over fences and had to ride up these grassy hills, you know, over mountains. And so it's always something that took your mind off of where you actually are and you've been already riding for 10 hours. Yeah. Um, so that was actually the grand finale. Caitlin, what do you think? So, and let's talk about that too while we're at it. So day four had a lot of really off-road paths. So like when we say off-road, it's like sometimes you're riding on like something that is not necessarily a tr- it's like a sheep path um by the way scotland has more sheep than people and 
I, I think we can attest we saw a lot more sheep than people along the yeah. way um caitlin had a gravel bike we were all on mountain bikes and i think from my perspective mountain bikes were the ideal bike probably for this route but i would say maybe ideal for bikepacking in general if there's off-road included because it's just so comfortable and it's not that much slower on the road uh But I want to ask your opinion because you were on a gravel bike. Yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, the gravel bike was a yeah. little too big too. <laughs> and 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 by the way, award of the, the award of the week for the mo the toughest player goes to Caitlin. Uh, I mean, if you had seen, look at the video. If you had seen the rugged terrain that she had to go through and the steep as fuck hills that she had to climb with this bike. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I would also say, I mean, the gravel bike definitely worked. And for a lot of it, it was good and comfortable. But for some of the rougher, more adventurous trail sections, some of those crazy fire roads, logging roads, um, probably would have been more comfortable on a mountain bike. <laughs> um, and then yesterday... Um, like, you know, nine hours in t or eight hours into the ride, we started going up some really, really steep hills. And it was kind of just like, I mean, mashing 20 cadence and basically like doing max squats just to get up the hill. And a lot of them also had no traction. So I had, you know, a, a gravel tire without much tread in the middle and the grass was pretty slippery and there was a lot of sheep poop to slip on so it, ma it made for some good challenges um but, but you really only walked like let's be very honest like, like maybe one. 300 meter out <laughs> of 500 kilometer yeah. so, so we'd see you up the thing at like 24 rpm you know like rah, rah, rah. yeah and you can hear her behind she, every time she cleared a cleared a tough section she's like i wrote it i did it you know? it was a fun challenge to just see like can i get up it um but i would say yeah if if you if i could choose probably the mountain bike would be a bit more comfortable and can i ask you a question all of you a question about that too first like I mean, these sections, like as we mentioned, like sometimes you get there and you're like, is this the climb we're going up to? It seems like it's going straight up the mountain. And you're like, well, is that going to lead us somewhere or is up the mountain like we have to come down? And like it, we just never know. Um, personally, to me, those are the best moments and the one I've enjoyed the most, like being out there and not knowing and feeling a little bit adventurous and feeling like you explore places that m many people won't see or that we wouldn't have seen otherwise what did you guys think like is that a good part of the road because i mean sometimes it is shitty like that steep hill at the end the poop hill that we called was a challenge like what did you think and did you think the ratio of road and and trail was good to me i mean People who listen to the podcast will kind of know by now, but I'm not a big fan of misery for the sake of misery. Like, so if we're going up the thing and it's fucking miserable just to come down the other way and it's miserable and we could have go went around it on the road, you know, I'd much rather take the road. Like misery for misery, I have zero interest. I don't feel uh, accomplishment or self-fulfillment just because we went through this rough patch and we could have just avoided it by going around. 
But some of the trails that we did, it was either like a highway style road for, you know, uh, 60 miles or you go up this mountain pass for 15 miles and it leads you somewhere that not a lot of people can see or the, you know, the riding is great. The views are beautiful. You feel remote. You feel... You feel like you're you're somewhere special, you know, that you can only reach it by bike, um, and so for that, for those moments, I, I really enjoyed the adventure side of it. But misery for misery, which which I don't think is what we did at all here. But there was a few, there was one section like the the goat path. I don't remember what we day did we didn't take we it. didn't do it. But like I saw you really wanted to go, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe we should, maybe we should. And I look at the thing, and you look at the map, and you see that it basically lead it. it it follows the road besides it it's just fucking miserable riding with like loose rocks and, and i'm like well we can also ride the road and take that time to enjoy a nicer dinner or take yeah. that time to ride longer and nicer roads so that's my take on that you know about that dave i have awards of the trip here and you are awarded uh the award for patience and <laughs> No, I appreciate it because I know how you are about these type of roads. I think you know. I think the awards, the awards are related to your base level. So I'm very not patient, and so to win the award really didn't require much patience. No, I mean, just more me than usual. Was, maybe. To me, that was fun because you're normally about efficiency. You're like the most efficient person I know. So you're about efficiency and taking these tiny roads sometimes when you we could have gone on the road or when. Sometimes when I map some things like this, I feel I feel bad because I know that's not like that, that it, it's not efficient. But you were really open-minded about it, even the beach, you know, and that made my experience so much more enjoyable. You were you were just like so patient and fun, and so thank you. You have the award. Well, thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, sir. You also What have an it? award. It will come. <laughs> It's not just patience, though. It's also the voice of reason, right? Because you do get yeah. carried away, as you said. Sounds fun. Looks rideable. Looks doable, you yeah. know. And then you forget you have a 50-pound bike. Yes. Yeah. And then very calmly in the background, Davis. Well, there's also the road that goes around, and you see how he just also just coming down <laughs> this little hill to con reconnect with that road. So it saved these extra kernels or energy when we really have to, like we had on the last little yeah. section on yesterday's ride. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the end we made a good, good teamwork on that to make good good decisions. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, and I don't want to speak for Caitlin. I'll hand her the mic after. But I think if it was just the two of you, you probably would have ridden from like 6 a.m. Caitlin to and I are still out fucking there. Fucking midnight, <laughs> you know, because you wanted to try every goat pass and every little all the way and every little every little alley and every little town. And if it was just Franzi and I, we'd probably ridden like the A8, you know, from Dublin <laughs> to here. Or even like, oh, we'll just ship the fucking bikes. We can fly over. It's a 40-minute yeah. flight. You know? But <laughs> so, you know, that's why we so make I think a good that, team. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's part of the reason. And you're right. Like, if it was just me, I remember there's one moment we wa we rode yesterday through a sheep farm and they were shaving the wool of the sheep. And they were actually doing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to stop. I want to stop. I want to ask them why. Like, what do they do with it? Yeah. Do they export the wool? Like, how does it work? But I was like, well, there's a team. Like, let's just keep going. So, but but then Dave looked online, uh, and we learned that <laughs> yeah, they keep a lot of the wool here. But also with the all the well, sheep that they have, the they eat they eat mm. the meat, which is why I mean the haggis that we had, they're made out of uh, sheep stomach. Sheep's yeah, they're they're cooked in sheep stomach with some oats because I think oats grow a lot here. So anyway. Um, 
Anything else we want to say about Scotland? I mean, compared to... Well, I'll say this. I want to come back. I just absolutely loved riding here. Everything. I mean, the major roads are actually great to ride on. Uh, the Everything. And, and the, re the region we rode is the southern part of Scotland, which everyone says it's not the most exciting part. On the bright side, like, it's very... I think it's underrated, which makes it very... Quiet. very much quiet like yeah. less tourist um, so I loved it and I would love to come back to explore the rest of it I think compared to Ireland like what are your opinions I, do you want to say Caitlin what did you think I mean it's almost hard to compare just because we were doing like point to point so you see different really different areas like you know we started in a pretty big city um, and we rode parts of Ireland and parts of Scotland and they were each unique and in their own way and um, it, that that's what made the trip really cool though in my eyes was like we really saw so many different types of roads or parks um, and trails and farms and I don't know it was all it was all really unique and interesting but I don't know if I if I had like a favorite or Yeah. One I thought was better than the other. It's just cool to see it all. Franz, do you have a favorite? No favorites. It, I kind of like what Kellen said. I think it, we we started in Dublin and we rode to Belfast, you know, and so it was just a little more populated. There were more cars on the road, you know, very beautiful in its own way for sure, you know, but it's hard to compare with the more rural, more uh, quiet space in Scotland, which personally I preferred. Like it's just nicer riding, but I'm sure if we explored other parts of, of the the southern, let's say, true Ireland regions along the coast, so it'd probably be a similar feeling. I think also our our first day in Ireland, we it was raining, you know, really hard the whole day, and so we we're not in a rush, and it wasn't it was warm, so it wasn't too bad, you know, it wasn't like we were freezing and anxious to get to the hotel. But still, you don't stop as much, you know. And we had got a bit of a late start because of well, our arrival got delayed, and then we had the saddle situation. Which we explained in episode. Yeah, and then just generally speaking, like we we started at you know after lunch, and so it was a bit of a just a different day. And so I don't think we we experienced that day to the fullest. Um, and we weren't. Get, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but. When you're not used to riding on the left side of the road, which is the opposite that we do, for the first little bit, you're kind of nervous, you know, and all you're thinking about every intersection is not to look around you at what's going on. And it's like, am I going to get hit by a car? Am I riding in the right direction? And so I think the first little bit, maybe we didn't enjoy as much just because of these yeah. reasons. So I think let's finish day four, recap day four with our highlights. And I'll start with the award of the most surpassing themselves. Franzi and Princess Franzi no not Princess <laughs> I mean I thought I loved seeing your journey through this I think at the beginning you were maybe a little you didn't know what to expect first time bikepacking four days some of your biggest days of riding you didn't know what to expect yet every morning you would wake up be ready for it I think the last day was the biggest challenge But, I mean, you thrived. And at the end of it, my I mean, I loved this part where you said, like, secretly, Caitlin, secretly, secretly to Caitlin, Caitlin, don't tell anyone, but I feel fucking good. <laughs> and that was after 10 hours of riding, and I just loved seeing it. Um, so award for surpassing themselves goes to you. Um, Thank you very much. I accepted it. 
other than that, I mean, highlights, I have two. Uh, so I'll share them quickly. Highlights of yesterday for me were the first mountain pass that and that led us to the first Bothy. Bothy, I mean, you'll see it in the video. I built it up too much in my head, but whatever. A bit of a disappointment, but the whole the mountain range was incredible. You look, we we felt just so lost out there. I loved it, uh, and the riding was fun. Second highlight, I think, is last night when we stopped for chips. So it was 7.30 p.m. We had been riding all day and it was the last climb of the day. I mean, we climbed in the Pentland Hills, which are just outside of Edinburgh. It was really steep. It was difficult. We were slow going. And e either my Karoo was wrong or I was getting tired but it seems to me like it was steeper than what it was saying on the screen it was steep. it was really <laughs> steep uh but then after like finally getting through the top of it all we decided to stop dave had been carrying some chips and so we stopped and opened a bag of chip and we just all had a good laugh and you could have seen it on his first facebook live <laughs> yes post <laughs> Where people could watch us eating chips real time, celebrating <laughs> that. Yeah, but it was just checked in live. We can post the video after because it there was no yeah. uh, cell reception. It was just like a good, <laughs> I don't know, for me a good moment that I, I felt proud of, it, excited for all of us, and that was it. Uh, Franzi, you have the mic. What's your highlight from yesterday? Same. Also, also the mountains. But for me, it was that second mountain pass so after we got down from mm -hmm. the first party where we met the. Uh, the, the nice couple from Yorkshire. Yep. Uh, that climb I really enjoyed. It was a little more gradual, more chill, even more remote it felt like. Yeah. We rode up this on this mountainside and there was a, a super cool valley uh, along it, a ton of sheep. It just felt you were really out there and um, yeah, just I, I really enjoyed it. And then I also, yesterday especially, was so impressed with all these stone walls. <laughs> Like yeah. all these stone walls, from what I can tell, they're being used as fences, but we're really, really in the middle of nowhere. They go for miles. And they're so meticulously stacked, you know, they're, every rock fits perfectly in, so it almost looks like it's either flat or like uh, symmetric. Yeah. So it's mind-blowing how, uh, how they were just built up towards the peaks of these mountains and dividing these countrysides. So. To me, the highlight, and, and not to undermine all the nice off-road riding we were doing and all the trails, like I, I really love that. But I don't get to ride a lot of nice roads. You know, like the roads back home where we live, they're shit. You know, like it's to the point where we never use our road bikes. We just use gravel and cross bike. And not because it's trendy. We've always only used cross bikes before gravel bike existed. Because the roads are so banged up. And it's so steep where we live too. There's a lot of climbing that like we can't go out for two hours without under, you know, 2,000 feet of climbing. But it's always like break your back climbing. It's not fun, gradual climbing. And here I felt like the roads were so smooth, like always super well paved and just like gradual and nice turns. You never have to slow down. You stand up whenever you want. And so for me, the first road when we left in the morning, we had a nice little tailwind. We're going like you know, 30K an hour with all the packs on the mountain bike. And it's smooth. And for me, that was my highlight just because it's, I really enjoy road biking. I guess it's just like cross-country skiing. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good condition road biker. Yeah. 
<laughs> what was your sea dog <laughs> highlight? Uh, one, I mean all of those, but also not getting a flat tire on the gravel bike yes, because <laughs> props to you because you were just riding well. Yeah. I was really nervous because I mean, I was still enjoying myself because it was amazing out there and the descents were super fun but there were a lot of like loose rocks and sharp rocks and when you're on a gravel bike with a lot of weight and going downhill fast you know how easy it is to slash your tire and ruin your day um well, and you you just came off of sh recovery from shoulder yeah uh, true. injury right yeah so <laughs> i think that's probably also a factor that plays in the back of your mind when you're carrying this super heavy bike down this these loose descents yeah i didn't want to crash but i was more just worried about like slicing the tire open like catastrophically and then us all having to stop and like the tube not working you know like how those flat tires can go when you're riding gravel <laughs> it can be really bad so i was like ah just trying to enjoy myself on the downhills but also be careful because I really didn't want to like ruin the day for everyone and you did <laughs> um, great it was I felt a big relief when we got through all the trail sections um with no flat tires and also like that reminds me like we had not a single flat tire or mechanical the whole trip which is pretty amazing yeah. <laughs> yep zero zero issues nothing we didn't clean the bike once um Yeah, I think I was gonna say, you're riding a you're riding a gravel bike, and yesterday it was super slippery uh, at the end and everything. And it's not your bike; it's not fitted to you. Um, you've had knee surgeries, shoulder surgeries, <laughs> hip issues. How? Do you? I don't think you stretched or foam roll or did anything for that trip. <laughs> what? Wait, what? You know, what happened? Yeah. Why Why are you feeling good? And why are you okay this morning? What do you think? Yeah. Or, or even say anything about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like well, no, no word, no complaint. That's why she got no the complaint. toughest person yeah, award. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Um, okay. I think it's, like, as we recap this adventure, I have a few questions, but... Hold on. Yeah? Do we have a... Isn't there... There's one more fi final award, no? Uh, the Fearless Leader <laughs> Award uh, <laughs> that, that, that needs to go out to Magali. Oh, thank you. Our, our fearless leader putting this whole trip together, organizing it, <laughs> building out these routes, having well, thank you. all these fun facts throwing around of this is this and this is that and this happened here. So uh, I, th that's my vote. Well, thank you. Could be a future career for you. I planning, think I would like it. Planning bike trips for people like you did a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's. I was just gonna say thanks for joining me on this ride because it was it was fun. Um, before we wrap it all up, let's just hear some snippets from day four. Morning on day four, we are waiting for breakfast at the really nice bed and breakfast. Is that a bed and breakfast? Yeah. How is everyone feeling, Dave? Pretty solid. Yeah, excited for the last day. Dave is scaring me with his horror stories from his Iceland trip where he <laughs> had some rough encounters in the last couple of days. So that's my, my morning so far. Um, I feel like a hundred bucks, not a million bucks. <laughs> But I've slept long and very well, so my head feels clear, which is nice. Yeah. Rested. That's good. So the last day is our longest day because... The planner of this trip is not the greatest planner. <laughs> no, also because 
New Galloway was the only place to sleep, um, which was a great place to sleep. So yeah, hundred and almost hundred and fifty k today, the biggest climbing day. Also, should be fun. So we're riding the first twenty k on this really nice, wild, winding road. I thought it would be a highway type of road, so I'm really happy. What a start, Dave! Would you say this is a good way to start? to get warmed up too huh it's the best way to start short sleeves for the first time let's do it also tell us what happened when we got back in the room last night with all the clothes hanging we had been using the same chamois for three days and we hung it yesterday before going to dinner but for the first time we didn't wash it we made a fresh kit for today and so when we got back from dinner the whole room smelled like dirty chamois the joys of bike packing. So I had been excited about seeing a bothy for many days. Um, on the photos, they looked like really cute little brick houses in the middle of absolutely nowhere in the wilderness. And here we ask, what is a bothy? A bothy is just like a, a room. A room? Yeah. And it's a shelter. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, yeah. And it's just like a, a shelter, really, for overnight. Uh, and how do people? How were people using them before? Because they're old, right? Like, they're there yeah, from yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah. how were they being used before? Shepherds have? Just shepherds, the shepherds, or, yeah, that were out farmers, the fields with yeah. the sheep and stuff, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's fun that they're still there. Yeah. Well, you tell me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He's, uh, yeah. She's, she's yeah. racing, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? We're doing a small podcast to de- to uh, about our, our trip. Can I ask you like what what you're doing here and it what what does the bothy means for like you know is that something that you use we're a just, lot? We're just push biking round, really. We we're not serious push bikers. Okay. We're we're stopping in a in a cottage down uh, in Cowanbridge. Okay. And we're just we like walking around and cycling. You know, just that's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty around here. And do the do people in Scotland use those a lot for uh, like when they do adventures? Or? I think so. Yeah, they do. They're all over. Yeah. Franzi, what happened? I just got some uh, some sheep poop. Trying to fix Dave's bike on my hands. Here's the river. If you want to. Classic sheep poop on the hands. So what are they? What are these bars made of? What is the name? You call tree, them? We call them tree beaks. Tree beaks. They're all baked of trees. Ah. Ah. We are four hours and 50 minutes in, and we're about halfway. So we're looking at a 10-ish plus hour day. Franzi, how are you feeling? Feeling good. What are you? Well, I, you know, I'm more of, a, more of a sprinter myself, so these 10 hour days are getting a bit to me, but it's been good so far. I mean, you, you, can, you can sprint the last 100 meters if you want. We're more than halfway there, 93k in. Franzi, I know this last day was looming. And you had maybe some fears or expectations about how you would fare in it. How is it going so far? 
It's going really well. Like it was uh, the the scenery and the trails distract you very much so. And then we had some nice little road sections in between to connect those those cool trails. So uh, we're two thirds done, and I think there's some cool trails still coming. So I'm I'm very optimistic we'll end on a high note. I'm telling you, you're maybe you had some fear, but you're killing it, Dave. What's your uh, one sentence of? Well, how's your day going? I mean, just whatever you want to say about how's it going now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going great. It's really all I have to say. It's a nice route. I'm thanking you and Kamut every time we take a turn because it's so well mapped and so easy to follow. It's just, we're, yeah, it feels like I paid a million, you know, I could have paid $10,000 for that adventure. And, well, it turns out I did, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say something about, I think it's, About what you said, like, I, Franzi, I think, maybe I'm wrong, but tell me what you think. I think sometimes having these, I'm using the word fear for lack of a better word, but just like maybe a little bit of nerves, apprehension on a big day. Do you think that, like now, I mean, we have 50K left, we have most of it done. Do you feel like it makes you appreciate what your body can do even more or like what you can achieve even more? I would call it a, a healthy respect, you know, and it's like and there are some challenges and if everything goes well, that's great. But if it doesn't, then, you know, there's always just uh, a little bit of preparedness in the back of your mind. Um, but I think, as I said, I think there's so many distractions going on where sometimes it just breeze by and it's not like you're staring at your computer and, and looking at how, how slowly the miles go by. It's yeah. the opposite, really, where you, you see all these cool things on the side of the road and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just part of it. I agree. I'm going to use the bathroom and then we can go. You were saying about what's, the, what's to come before the Pentland Hills? Yeah, so this, this whole ridge here is the Pentlands. Okay. Oh, so we're already in it almost. Yeah, okay. So this, we're a thousand feet. So we're, so you, oh. you, you're already quite a long way up. Cool. Um, Great. But, Speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's more. There's more. Okay. <laughs> and so I was reading about the Pentland Hills um, in some tourist guides. And yeah. they say it's not one of the nice areas just out of Edinburgh, Edinburgh yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people I live, go. Put it this way. I lived in Edinburgh for 13 years. Okay. And I knew they were there, but never went to oh, never seriously? did anything until actually I started I ended up doing a lot of mountain bike racing and we ended up coming along out here and then we saw this place for sale so we bought oh it God. and we moved out that's But awesome uh, yeah good for you yeah but yeah I mean I think like just to to recap let's start with the first episode we talked about the fact that you had never bike packed um Would you bike pack again? Like, how did your opinion on bike packing change? And would you tell people? My personal opinion is that everyone should try it. Like, it doesn't need to be scrappy. You don't have to sleep on the floor. You don't have to sleep outside. Um, I think it's just such a great way to travel. Uh, so that's my personal opinion. But after having tried it for the first time, what are you guys thinking? I would definitely do it again. It was super fun. I think absolutely, like, wouldn't. I mean, if you're going to a place that's really warm and sunny and dry, maybe camping is like couldn't work. But it was also really nice not to have to carry all this stuff for camping and making food outside and just having the bed and breakfast. We also got to connect with more people from the local towns. And that was really neat. Um, so I, I would definitely be interested in doing that kind of bikepacking trip again. Me too. 
I, I really enjoyed it actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Caitlin stoked. Um, the one thing to keep in mind though is that it does require a little bit more planning. Yeah. So you can't just show up and expect it all to work out. I think we're extremely spoiled on this trip. So if we're doing a similar trip or, or any bike packing trip holistically, I think we need to also think through which roads we're going to take, where we're going to stay buffer in realistic timelines etc etc but i think you know we did this is big and this is a foreign in, in foreign countries actually for us and with flights and all that stuff but we've done a couple trips leaving our house you know friday morning riding 200k to a hotel sleep there and come back from a different route the next day and that didn't require much planning and it was still fun to get out there I, so you know i think that's totally another agree. opportunity and maybe that's an that's a another way you know to get out for a weekend you know you pack a nice set of clothes in your in your long backpack you dress to ride you ride to a nice hotel you get shower get changed go to a nice restaurant dress properly yep. and you know it's a whole different experience that doesn't require as much planning and maybe is more accessible for people do who work you know all week and can just leave on saturday come back on sunday so I'd like to talk about food. I'm sure we're going to have questions if we don't address it. Um, what uh, do you, we love food. We yeah, love food. Two questions. What do you eat? What have you enjoyed eating on this bikepacking trip? And what was your favorite food you ate on the ride, so on the bike? Um, I can start since I have the mic, but I personally, I, I enjoyed eating different things. So I didn't actually eat a lot of Uh, actual packaged ride food. I did have a few chrono bars, like just that were nice to have in case they were long stretches with nothing. And I think those are important to have. But I personally really enjoyed stopping at little bakeries and coffee shop and trying some local treats um, and just like packing those up. And I think they become easier to eat, especially on a long, like yesterday was 10 hours. So, you know, it's, it was nice to have real food. Um, My favorite was the meat pie with, uh, it was like a pastry field filled with meat, potatoes sausage, and onion. Sausage meat. Sausage meat, potatoes and onion. That just was delicious. Um, what are you guys, anything else that you tried for food or that you would have to say or, or just your favorite? How lazy, Franzi? Similar, right? You, you carry all this emergency food just, just in case you need it, but uh, stopping then at all these different places, coffee shops or little um, tea rooms that had sandwiches and things like that, I think that's, that's the way to go. And it makes you really look forward to it too, so you're trying to hold off on that ex eating that extra bar because you know in five, ten miles there's the next stop opportunity to eat something real. Um, in terms of food, also just trying out different things. I, I did like the savory stuff. They had a couple of really nice quiches uh, that, we, that we then also we, we ate one on the spot and packed another for the top of the next climb. Um, so I, I did like that a lot. I think um, for me, I was coming here and I was expecting to drink, like buy Red Bull, you know, and put that in the bottles because I didn't, I thought they were more into tea. And I, I really like, I really enjoy tea, but it's just not super easy to, you know, sit down and drink a tea for 45 minutes before you go riding again when you need that little caffeine boost. But we found these super cool coffee shops every every ride, you know, every 100K. Like, there's this cool coffee culture here, and this is going to sound super bike uh, cheesy and all that bullshit, but there was just these cool coffee shops that made really good pastries and good coffee too, so we could sit down, have an espresso or a cortado, get a pastry there, a pastry to go. 
and then we were fine so so that was good and then i was i also for me the the, the meat patty i mean i that yesterday at the end of the ride i hit that meat patty i hit the an apple which was really nice because we didn't have many fruits or vegetables on that trip and then i was starting to hit the limit so i smashed three chrono maple gel <laughs> in a row boom 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 and then that bag of chip and that was my favorite stretch of food of the whole trip <laughs> the chips were real nice the chips were good rosemary sea salt that chips yeah see dog yeah i mean it was it was really nice to not just eat bars the whole time i mean i had a few when when we weren't stopping for for longer periods um but it was so nice to stop and i mean i love going to bakeries and trying different things so um for me one of the highlights of those was in northern ireland when we rode through like cow pastures basically and then all of a sudden found this really cool outdoor cafe i think it was called fodder um And we sat down and had a coffee and some uh, like nice homemade soup and really yeah, good bread, good. and that was super nice. Yeah. Um, okay, as we wrap this up, I mean, yeah, last night we, I just, I forgot to say it, but like I thought coming through the hills were a really fun way to like dive down into Edinburgh. Like there was two options. Either you go like up and above the hills in the trails, which is what we did, or like on a busier road. And when we got to the top and started descending and we could see the city, um, I thought that was just a, a great closure. Um, but anyway, that was just a, a little side note. Um, let's finish on this. What have you learned about yourself during this trip? If you have learned something. I mean, I can start with, there's two things I learned. The first thing is, so uh, I didn't really have any low points. I really just was having a blast this whole time. But I did have one moment where on the first few days, on the first day, my saddle, my first two days, my saddle was a little bit too high because I forgot to, my bad, I forgot to tape, put the tape and we didn't have like a measuring tape to know the saddle height. So I woke up on day three and my knee was really hurting and I got super nervous because I was like, fuck, like, am I going to be able to do it or is it just going to be annoying? So first thing I, I mean, it just reinforced that being healthy and injury free is just so nice. Um, so it's worth making the extra effort to like make that, keep that going. But the other thing I learned about myself is that I just love doing that. Like, I feel like I could ride all day. I don't care that we're riding all day. I'm just loving it. And when the day ends, I'm, I'm never looking forward for, to the day, for the end of the day. I just really love that. And I think I would love to do more of it. Um, like my whoop kept saying that my score was really bad. Like I've been in the red for four days, but I don't feel it because I'm so high on life, you know? <laughs> and I mean, I know like the fatigue is real, but also, it's kind of nice to feel that high and and i realize that these adventures really get me high i'll, I'll go ahead i guess um what i learned from myself not i think it goes back to that patience award that i won um no honestly uh, i for me these are and, and i didn't learn but i kind of confirmed it because i usually work I work a lot, I like to get shit done, and I want to make sure that everything I have to do is always done, so in case something comes up, I have time for it. You know, that's kind of how I, I plan my weeks and my days and my hours. I'm like, I need, I do what I need to do first, and then 
And then probably, and then something else comes up and I rarely take time for myself, you know, because then I just get to work, 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 work on these projects all the time. And so doing these trips, I can actually, I can unplug from that, you know, and life goes on. Nobody dies. All this good. We're four days into it. Nothing changed. We're not going bankrupt. The stock market is still there and going well. And even, even though I didn't look at it a thousand times a day, you know, so I think for me, it just confirmed that I can, I can maybe concentrate my work around certain periods and let go, you know, and take more time for myself in the, in, in, in the other part of the days. So if you're, if you're waiting an email for me, well, keep waiting. <laughs> I would have said something similar where these four days felt way longer than they have been. It feels like we've been here for two weeks now or something like this. And throughout this period, I didn't turn on my phone except for directions. And unplugging fully is so necessary. There's always this information overload. We always feel like we need to be in 10 different places at the same time and dealing with different things. But being present, being just open to new experiences and letting it happen is something I'm sometimes struggling with. And just experiencing this on this trip was a good reminder that uh, it's very important and something to, to do as often as you can. Um, the other thing I realized is that you don't need to bring that much stuff on these trips. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I was very happy with my with my packing strategy and I think I got away, obviously I didn't have to carry podcast equipment and other other items, but um, it, I think it made my trip a little bit easier uh, to, to stay organized. And so that was a, a good takeaway. I would do that again next time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say that doing a big point-to-point -point ride like this is a really good way for me to, like, trick myself into going on long rides <laughs> because I've always, like, thought of myself as someone who doesn't really enjoy riding for that long. Um, I'd rather, like, go for a shorter ride, go faster, and then be done and do something else. Um, but I think I really, really enjoyed just like not having anything else to do and riding all day. So if I wanted to like, yeah, go on some long rides, doing another point to point would be a really good way to, <laughs> to trick myself into doing that. It was so enjoyable. Nice. Uh, is there anything you would like to say? I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have the question, so I will just uh, add on to what you said. I did have way too much stuff. Um, I had too many, <laughs> two t-shirts that were too many. I had one pair of pants that was too many. I had a swimsuit, which I never even thought of using. Um, if I would do that again, I would not bring my computer, not bring the podcast equipment not bring all these things that added so much weight. But then but, you but, wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if someone's going on a trip, don't bring it. Um, anything else you would like to say? That's on, on that same note, what I wanted to add, you know, if people want to go into these trips, we're pretty we're pretty new to this, you know, we're beginner bike peppers, like we're not Lael, you know, in Roo, like we, our shit's not dialed. But I think it's very important that your equipment is reliable and it works great you know we've had some issues with our equipment mags and i with some of the stuff that we were using broke literally at the start not bike wise bikes not bike wise tough, but um but it's just i think for us it, it turned out to be okay you know we had extra straps and we were able to strap things up and we're pretty 
we're comfortable on the bike, we're professionals, and so if the bike swerves left and right because the bag's too heavy and not well balanced, we can kind of maintain it. We're not freaking out, you know. But if you're not used to riding, if you're and your 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 shit's falling apart. It, I can see how really quickly it can be super miserable. And you're in the middle of nowhere with bags that don't fit your bike, you know, or a drivetrain that doesn't shift or, you know, I don't know, a handlebar tape that's unwrapping, like some stuff like that can happen. So, so just make sure your stuff is really dialed, you know, and ready to go. And don't go for the light and expensive stuff. Just go for the reliable stuff because you're out there in the middle. of the, We didn't see one bike shop the whole trip. So had we had any issues... It would have been what we had in hand, you know, that we could have fixed it. So I think for beginners, just, you know, read online about what's good, take what's reliable. And if you're not uncertain, put them, put them on your bike, take them out on rides. You know, we didn't do it enough before. We didn't have time. But I think that's something you could do to get ready for a fun trip. I guess one final word and then we wrap this up. Yeah, yeah let's wrap yeah. this up. So, I mean, my final word is just thank you guys. It was fun. I do it all over again for sure tomorrow. Thank you guys for inviting us. I don't think you would have invited anyone, you know. So no, oh no, we talked about I mean, it last so, night. We're, I mean, we're so grateful to have you guys. I don't we, think we have many friends we can do that with. And it was just like a really good group. And we're very grateful for that. So thank we you. We were still, you know, yesterday to go up these hills was over 300 watts for like 10 minutes, you know, to get up the thing. And we don't have not many people. It messes up our experience if someone can't ride it. And then we, we have to walk. But it also messes up these people's experience and so with you guys you know you guys are super fit you're super independent and and it was just the perfect match i think to go on a on a trip like that i think caitlin said it when we were deciding whether we should come on this trip is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity who knows when we're going to be coming back to ireland and scotland to to bike pack right with good company and with a plan in place so um so thank you guys for organizing this and letting us tag along thanks um, do you have something that you would like to add? I would also say thank you. Okay. It was a great time. And where are we going next? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Let's finish on that. Where are we going next? Uh, on that note, I mean, where I'm going next is the Marathon Mountain Bike World Championships in two days. So <laughs> right now we're going to go walk around the castle of Edinburgh and then uh, do a short ride to the airport, grab a, grab a, a higher car and uh, buy a foam roller buy a foam roller and then head to Peebles and uh, get ready for the world so uh, the course looks cool I think it's going to be exciting but yeah I mean when's our next trip <laughs> thank you everyone for watching and for listening and uh, yeah if you have questions about bikepacking in southern, I southern Scotland or Ireland don't necessarily ask us but you can check our route on Kamut and uh, we'll, we'd be happy to share what we've learned and tips and tricks Thank you.